Before this episode begins, just a quick reminder that we are not professionals in any way. The views, information or opinions expressed in this podcast are solely the views of the individuals involved and by no means represent absolute facts. Opinions expressed by the hosts and guests can change at any time. G'day listeners, welcome to another podcast of Let's Talk About It. We are your hosts, Jacob and Josh. And today we'll be talking about the reality of reason. Now this one is going to be an interesting one as it involves so much like it's very depth. Broad. It's very, it's very, it's very broad. Uh, there's so many. It's not a two way street. It's you're the point, and you've got plenty of options to take. So yeah. it's just like we're gonna maybe go off uh, down a few. a few roads and stuff. But yeah, to cover, we're not gonna cover everything because one, we don't know, <laughs> and two, we'll just go with whatever we have experienced yeah. personally and what we have read as well. So we'll get into the introduction. So. For as long as reason has been bestowed upon man, it has been the individual's responsibility to address the reality that confronts him or herself. In this episode, Josh and I will be discussing and seeking out a further explanation to the mysteries of truth and responsibility and how it coincides with one's life, so that hopefully we can leave this episode with a better understanding of our decisions and how they direct our lives. So let's talk about it. It's... Just that little introduction was quite difficult to write because it's like, how do we, how do we put what we're trying to actually? Because I remember on the phone with you, we were trying to like actually figure out what we were going to talk about next, and then we got into the discussion of understanding one's motivations and what can lead them into a situation where what we can consider to be good or bad, how they actually got into those positions. So in terms of like actually trying to figure out how we can name what it is that we're trying to get out was quite difficult. So basically we want to talk about maybe perhaps in different scenarios, because I think, I think the best way we can actually like talk about this subject would have to be talking about something or imagining something to be able to actually get it out. And like discussing the utility of reasoning and why we reason and kind of how that affects the individual on an individual level. Cause at the end of the day, everyone's reasoning is different and there's no way for you to <laughs> there's no way for you to prove or disprove that yeah. um, but everyone experiences different things everybody knows different things everybody has been through different things you can't have two people even like twins sure they look they even if they're identical they may look the same they may be the same age they may have the same parents but they're going to go through their own individual experiences they're going to shape them as people and because of that they're going to shape their reasoning one person may within themselves a reason that a certain idea is good whereas the other one may think it's horrendous and both of them are right within their own reasoning and it's this idea that well how does that happen and why why is the reasoning so different and how do we use that in our own lives and how should we be coming to more of an understanding of the fact that because there's the idea that no one makes rational decisions like in sales, that was one thing, like some people just make irrational decisions or, you know, do you hear of someone making a decision and you're like, well, that just sounds irrational. But they wouldn't make the decision if it wasn't rational in some way, if they hadn't reasoned with themselves that that was the right thing to do or that was the right thing to do in that situation, given the constraints, incentives and their behavior. So... It's like, where do you draw the line between 
you being right and them being right because with reasoning within itself, your base of what you consider is right or wrong is based on what you know, what you've experienced and how you live your life. How can you then take that? You're basically, when you say someone else is acting irrational, you're superimposing your own base onto them and saying, you should be thinking the way I'm thinking through all the things that I've been through and all the things that I know. And the fact that you're not thinking that way is wrong. And it's like, well, okay, what if instead I look at my reasoning and reason with their reasoning? Find, so ask them, be like, hey, why, what was it that motivated you to make this decision? Why do you feel this way? What caused you to come down this path? Why did you feel that that was the right thing to do? Because to me, it may be wrong. To them, it may be right. Or to, in fact, maybe to both of us, it's right. But maybe we find it right for different reasons. Maybe mm. we, reason it lead, we reason it differently. Yeah. Well, I mean, like you can be two close individuals that have even similar uh, views on life or political or etc. But like you can look at the same object and take the two people that looked at the same thing into different rooms and question them with the same questions but you will still get like two different answers because you only talk in what you think to be the most correct thing so and also to say that like uh see even when i was taking when i was taking notes and stuff i was like thinking how much of our decisions are actually like can be actually said to be something we make of our own choice because everything that happens to us is something that molds us to go in the direction that we think is the best thing for ourselves. So, I mean, like, in terms of if we look at what we experience in the environment and what it is that we have already experienced prior to the current situation, we can look at a situation from the situation that we're currently experiencing from either good or bad based off of what we've already experienced. And it's the decisions that we make from past experiences that have molded us into who, who it is that we currently are right now to make the, what we can consider to be the most rational thought or decision to make to continue in the path of whatever it is that we think to be the most important thing for our lives, even if it's conscious or unconscious. So, I mean, like, when it comes to making decisions and uh, ideas of what we consider to be the right thing, they're not like things that just bubble up to the surface out of your own genius. They're all things that have happened to you and they've made you into this person that you are right now. You can't actually like start looking into yourself and creating this whole way of how you wish to see yourself. What you need to actually do is put yourself into a situation where you are going out into the environment and acting in accordance to what you think to be the right thing. You can't start actually shifting who you think you are into this imaginative process and go, yeah, that's who I am now. What you are is what you act upon in current circumstances. So if you're in an intense situation where you feel like your life is being threatened and stuff, you are probably less inclined to make 
the best idea to go into what you think of to be the best thing for you in the future. In the current situation, you're only going to think about what's right right now, whether or not I should fight or flight. Okay, but this is, I don't think, coming in with someone else's reasoning. What if I'm someone who's been in that intense situation many times before? Mm. What if I then have the reasoning skills to actually think about what is right and what is best for that situation? So that's where it's like the whole idea of like the right or wrong is it depends on what you've experienced, what you know. You cannot base an opinion outside of knowledge you have. You just can't because you don't know it exists. Mm. I mean, that's like me saying, that's a wild example, that aliens don't exist. But if there's someone out there who's seen an alien, they can say to me, well, aliens do exist. And in our own reasoning, well, we're both correct. Even though maybe in reality, maybe I'm wrong or maybe they're wrong. But the thing is, it all depends because if I'm, say, for example, if I was thrown into a war zone right now, I'd be fucked. I wouldn't know what to do. I'd like to think I'd know. Like to, I think we all like to think we'd know what to do. But really, you just do not know until you're in that situation. And for example, reading that book, Rape of the Mind, has, has made, like it's a book about basically brainwashing and torturing like in uh, Soviet camps and things like that. And it's it kind of goes into the fact that like everyone thinks that, oh yeah, I'd be right. I'd get through it. I wouldn't say anything, but no one knows. And for the most part, like 99.9% of people will crack. And to think that you're that 0.01% is very foolish of you. Yeah. Whereas if someone who is a soldier and has done many tours and knows what to do in that situation, their rational decision is going to be a lot different from mine and yet they're both going to be rational within our own heads. Now, which one is more correct or which one is more right for the situation is a different story. Yeah. Well, I mean, like in terms of someone that hasn't been in a situation where they have experienced what it is that you're going on with, then I think the best option would be to take whatever is around them and do what they can consider to be the right thing. I mean, like let's just say, for example, of... I don't know if you wanted to fight me, I'd probably <laughs> fight you back. <laughs> but like, let's just say if you were like someone that was uh, far more, I felt threatened by you yeah. and you came towards me in a situation where like you wanted to fight me, then I would probably make the reason to go, no, 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 I haven't got what I think he has. I'm going to quickly g- yeah. get out of here. So, I mean, like I, if you've never been in that s- situation, you might actually freeze. And that's, and that's the thing, like, that's the whole idea of the Medusa type thing. You're put into a scary situation and it's just like, freeze. And yeah. you don't know what to do. So, I mean, like, in terms of, like, people that have experienced what you're saying, yeah, they will know what they've done within their experience and go, okay, where I'm going with this, can I get through it? But for someone that hasn't experienced, it's, yeah, it's a completely different story. So, it's, it can take three avenues in that intense experience but the person that has experienced that multiple times will probably only have the two avenues that's where the fight or flight and so then considering that your reasoning can only be limited by what you know or have done or have experienced or have read other people experiencing would it then not be in one's best interest to gather as much information as possible because if your reasoning is only limited by the information you have or the things that you've done, well, then broadening your knowledge 
or broadening your experience is not only broadening those two things, but it now broadens your sense of reasoning. And if you do enough of this, it can get to a point where you, you have a much more developed sense of reasoning and it can become more, say, correct for whatever situation you find yourself in, especially if you're specifically looking for the information for a situation you find yourself in in the future or even just random, you know, things you may be interested in. You're going to have a more rounded sense of reasoning in those areas. But in saying that, it could also get to a point where you gather enough information where you realize that your own reasoning is wrong. Mm. So, you can go down two paths. You could go down a point where you just continue to develop. Or on the other hand, you could get to a point where you end up destroying yourself because you now realize that, well, my entire reasoning is not what I thought it was. It's not based on what I thought it was based on. Maybe it is based on what I thought, but that's not what's actually right. And so, it can get to a point where you cannot even reason with yourself, but that in itself is you developing your reasoning. As long as you can look yourself in the eyes and say, look, and it's going to be a punch to the ego, but say, hey, I was wrong. And I've learned things that have told me that I'm wrong. And not just told me, because people, anyone can tell you you're wrong. But if you feel that you've, you've searched and you've found and you know within yourself that you are wrong, being able to say to yourself, that's okay, because following this path will lead me down to what's quote unquote right. And it'll give me a better sense of reasoning for it. If you can do that, then it stops you from just imploding. Yeah. And will make you a much better off person in the future. Yeah. It leads you down that like development pathway, but at the same time may even be better because the problem with like a development path is you could just be so arrogant in your ways that even if you learn information that challenges you, you're either going to reject it well, actually, you just reject it. You won't take in what that information has to have and you'll have a very weirdly augmented sense of reasoning. That's the thing. I mean, like, we can continue to deceive ourselves, but the way I look at it is that there's a deeper truth within us. It's just like this one that understands a sense of reality better than the person that is continuously deceiving themselves. And you can tell yourself otherwise to achieve the means of happiness but the thing is, the happiness will never be met if you deep down have that truth within you. Mm. It haunts you. Me personally, someone that has always tried to make a situation that is really horrible better will end up feeling far more worse because deep, deep down, you know what's true. Yeah. It's within you. You can't convince yourself otherwise. It's within you. It's like when we were talking about a man search for meaning, you have that little that little piece of something that comes through yeah. and you have to make the decision of whether or not you go searching for the rest of it yeah. or you go, no, 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 I don't, I don't want that. It's, it's, it doesn't fit in with my current situation, my current lifestyle, my current whatever, my current sense of reasoning because pulling that out can cause you to reason your own reasoning and in a sense implode. Yeah. It's being able to get through that process, which, yes, it's hard because you've got to be able to deal with the fact that you are. And no one likes to admit they're wrong. I think that is one of the, you know, you talk about like, oh, well, I'm always right, blah, blah, blah. The fact that you can go around saying you're always right is so much worse. So much worse you're than being able to go around. In a box. And, yeah, exactly. And the thing is, if you limit your information, you're now limiting your reasoning mm. because your reasoning is only limited by the information. 
And so in that sense, you're way worse off. You could have situations come to you that you completely neglect or reject because you just don't have the reasoning to say within yourself, yes, that's worth doing. Yeah. Even though it could be extremely worth doing, even if it challenges you or the way you think. In fact, if anything, they're probably more worth doing than well, things that just go with your flow. Well, the thing is with the the way we handle ourselves in today's society is there isn't a whole lot of, I guess you could say, repercussions for some of small choices that we make. We can do something. It can be bad. There's no immediate repercussions. Yeah, exactly. In the Hindu tradition, it's called karma, where it's something that you do and then eventually what you do ends up with the outcome afterwards. And people can say, oh, yeah, good karma, bad karma. It's just, no, you're ju- it's just coming back. What, what you did is just coming back around. But if you keep putting yourself in a position where you act accordingly to what isn't really that good for you in your environment, then you will continue to produce the negative thoughts because you are acting in accordance to what it is that you think may be good for you. But when we say what may be good for you, it is also if you are someone that is pitiful or what's that other word, like want others to feel guilty, then we will continue acting in that way because when it comes to understanding what it is that motivates us to be such social creatures is that when we look at a social setting it's within our best interest to actually try and become someone within it because that there is safety you know that when you're in that situation that you may be in a situation later down the track where you may be able to have that person help you and that's beneficial especially in human survival because we always need someone there. Yeah, Even just in life life expectancy, there's quite a few studies that are like the closer tight, like in terms of like being in a tight knit community, someone who has no one compared to someone who has a lot of people, the people with a lot of people just live longer. Mm -hmm. And that's like without even thinking about like, oh, you know, help me through this situation, blah, blah, blah. For some reason, they just live longer. Yeah, I mean like when- before we survive in a social setting better if we're someone that's not exactly the bee's knees within our social setting we will search for other ways to be able to be more visible because if you're not someone that is quite interesting over someone that is you will become more invisible you will just become someone that is there or if you're not someone, if you're someone that's not that interesting, then you'll just try to resort to being a subordinate of that person. So therefore, when you don't exactly result to subordination, you sort of try and direct the the current social group's direction into feel bad for me, feel this because it's still attention. That's you, all you want. You have attention. You have no leverage. So in yeah. that situation, you have no leverage. You have no power. You have no communication. Nothing. You have no leverage. The one way you do get leverage is if I can't make them want, like if I can't make them feel as if I'm worth paying attention to in a positive light, leverage in a positive way. Yeah. I can make them feel so bad for me that now I have leverage because now they pity me. And because I'm pitied, they now expect less from me and now I can expect more from them. I now have leverage. The, the, the person at the top could do that as well. They could say, well, you respect me. I respect you. Therefore, I expect something from you. You can expect something from me. 
And because that person's like, well, yeah, you're cool, everything. Like, I'd be more than happy to do that. Whereas if you cannot achieve that, you can go the complete opposite route, which is pity me and do shit for me. And the thing is, that can be just as addictive as being at the opposite end of the scale. Yeah, well, the the thing is, we we do things because in our minds, the... Our brains are obsessed with like chemicals. We produce the chemicals that produce the emotions that we feel. So even if the chemicals being produced by the body results in good or bad things, the brain will doesn't care. It still a addict can be a thing where it becomes addicted to it. Yeah. So therefore, if a, a situation is bad and that it's that high that the brain is obsessed with wants to feel that feeling again, then you will keep acting. In that way, because the brain will produce dopamine to say that is a good thing. It's like a it's a reward system, and you will continue down that path in order to feel that. Also, just another point. In the reasoning of both those individuals, is either one of them wrong? It, according to their own reasoning, no, absolutely not. No. no, whatever it is that they're doing, yeah, it doesn't exactly make. Them. They've reasoned. Mm. it to themselves they've used their own set of experiences their own set of social situation to reason themselves into thinking that it's okay so technically within each one's mind it's the same situation they're both in the right doesn't mean that they are both in the right yeah so what i was uh writing down here is that this let's just say for example you have a set of responsibilities whether that is at home or if that's at work and you find that you're struggling to meet the means of maintaining those responsibilities and all of a sudden you go, I give up. And then your body has a sense of relief. What is what if your body that your brain starts getting addicted to the sense of relief of dropping something that you are responsible for? What if you start abandoning all responsibilities in the means of getting that feeling of it's no longer my problem yeah who who picks up the slack sometimes other people have to pick up the slack but if it's your own house that you live in by yourself no one picks up the slack your world begins to shape itself in the direction of no responsibilities no cleaning up after yourself no maintenance and therefore you as a person begins to drift in a direction where it may not be seen as a good thing in terms of other people's eyes and you will become isolated from other people because let's just put it forward no one likes to be in a situation where they're sitting in their friend's house and their house is just messy and it feels uncomfortable it you can become isolated by just that thing alone and if people Start saying, and let's just say, for example, it's not just your house. It's your job. You don't have a job. You don't have any. You, you just do not have any responsibilities. What makes you think that people are going to go out of their way to want to be friends with you? You do not offer anything that great in terms of advice on responsibilities because we can see right now you are not responsible. Now. I know you and I didn't really want to talk about it in the book Myth of Mental Illness, but I think it's good to go into it that going down a bad path and having really bad outcomes, let's let's just say dropping the responsibilities of maintaining your house, maintaining uh, 
your own good at a job and you start going down the path where you start feeling depressed you're out so what it is that i'm trying to say is is that you can say that you're this you're that but your situation can be easily changed you're not put into the into this box of you're depressed you're you're anxious and that's where you stay your situation can be changed really easy it just involves you picking up the slack again and doing what's right don't blame it on mental health you were put there by habit not by biology exactly exactly right so to blame your your mental health for what you're not able to pick up on go on so you say that but what if we return to reasoning because doing what you've just said evading all responsibility is would be frowned upon by most people someone can't just give up all that say for example a mother with two kids just stops looking after their kids because i can't be fucked with responsibility anymore everyone would be like the fuck that's very that's not okay i don't know like you can't do that blah blah blah. so the person does that right they do that but what do they need to do within themselves to be able to do that they need to be able to reason with themselves that that was something that was okay so what do you hear from people that have like they don't do much there's always excuses Mm. all that excuse is it's not them connivingly coming up with someone it's them rationalizing in their own head reasoning that this is okay why is it okay because of excuse x y and z because of mental problem X, Y, and Z. Therefore, I can, with approval from others, with pity from others, with the go-ahead to be able to do this without being frowned upon, to have others expect less from me, it be okay because of X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Whereas in a normal situation, if you didn't have those excuses... Imagine like they just do it and you're like, why? And they're just like, no, nah, I just didn't feel like it. Mm. You'd be like, well, you're a fucking dick. Yeah. Whereas if they're like, well, <clears throat> I've got all these struggles, yada, 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 blah, 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 blah. It's like, oh, okay, I pity you. Like it makes sense. Like blah, blah, blah. In fact, it doesn't just rationalize them. It starts to make you rationalize their situation. Go, actually, you know what? Maybe it is okay. Yeah. And then and, they start bringing on those characteristics. And then that's the thing. You start inheriting some of that and go, actually, well, you know what? I do have some things going on. Maybe I can avoid some responsibility. And it's just like this toxic cycle. Yeah. It's, it's more contagious than the opposite. Someone taking up more responsibility can be t- contagious, but the problem is that takes work. What would be more contagious is if of you got approval from someone else to say, no, fuck all your responsibility. Stop doing work. You mm. can just do less. That would be so much more contagious. Well, that's how, when it, in terms of like how I was with my mental health about a year, year and a half ago was, is that I was just doing the same shit all the time and not changing, not realizing I was bored by my situation. But what put me in that situation where I was isolating myself was the continuous thought of bad experiences. Now, if I had have taken, if I, I feel like if I had have had the, uh, the knowledge to be able to handle myself better within those situations years ago, I perhaps wouldn't have been down that path. I think when you start to develop this uh, way of how the world should look, considering how it actually is, begin, begins to become quite toxic to, 
too toxic to be able to actually handle a rational decision. Yeah. I mean, like, I used to be really petrified of death, like, through when I was very young. And I continued to, like, fool, like trick myself into not thinking those things. But what I didn't realize, I was running from reality, what was well and truly real. And it wasn't until I was just like, all right, it's time to clean up my act. Something's not right here. That I began to look more into death itself. And I was beginning to realize that it's very real. But at the same time, me thinking about it to, to this degree has given me this idea of what it isn't. I've made up this reality within myself that this is not what it actually is anymore. Yeah. Who are you to say what death is when you've never experienced death? Well, you've never, you don't even remember what it was like to be prior to living. But it, it's the same situation with the person who is sitting in their room saying, this is how the world should be, yet their own world is falling to pieces. Who are you? I don't, I, me, myself, I shouldn't be able to say, no, this is exactly how the world should be and everyone needs to agree. There needs to be no deviation because this is correct. I don't have everything in my life sorted. I don't know everything. Who am I to mm. say that? I'm not God. I'm not some great messiah. Just like you with death. You haven't experienced death, but you can reason with that you can reason that it should be this way you can reason that you've experienced death or that you know what the experience of death is you can reason all these things why because it gives you something that you can go you know what? well i can stand on this because it's better than it exploding into nothing yeah. and me having to rebuild it so that's 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 the thing when it comes to how it is that we've developed into what it is we humans are today is we have always, especially in social settings, we have always tried to look for something. So that way it's just like, all right, we've got that leverage now. Let's build on that. But if there is something that has no answer to it, I mean, like, look at what we've created with material. Our lack of understanding pushed us in the direction to want to understand. We tried, we, as soon as we found something, it's like, huh, what can we do next? And, when we're faced with a situation where it leaves us completely empty of knowing anything, it begins to dawn on us. But the thing is, what I'm currently learning now with moving on from that situation is that it's completely fine to be in a situation, especially with how good we have it today, to be like, you know what, some things can be just a mystery. Just let that which is inevitable, be its mystery. One day you will get your shot of experiencing it. Yeah. So what is the point in trying to create something out of it that you have absolutely no idea? There's one thing that is going to be right and that's your death. <laughs> you yeah. are going to get there one day. Yeah. So while you're living, get busy living. Yeah. But how, but how do we just get busy living though? Because if let's just look at our situation where, for example... We are going down this continuous path of not doing what we can consider or anyone can consider on par with what everyone else in society is doing to be the good thing. 
then why is it that we question society and not ourselves? So when it came to me beginning to ask questions on what I needed to do to get out of this situation, within that time, you're, you're only trying to figure out how to get out of the box. You're not coming up with all this knowledge and stuff like, wow, wow, live outside the box. You're still in the box. Getting outside the box is the hardest thing because that box doesn't have anyone else in it but you. Mm. So when it came to actually getting out, I had to start changing whatever it was. More or less of experimenting for me was I just started doing things that I wouldn't have done. And when I was doing those things that I hadn't done before, especially new habits, I just got into this position where I was just like, oh, it was new. I had to start questioning and reasoning with whatever it is that I do know now, what can I do in this current situation? And it just began to spark new things within my mind and change just became this obsession in the end where I was just like, I really want to do more. Hence this podcast. Hence the reason why we sit here and take notes for so long. It's because we're talking about situations where we have an understanding. But when you and I get together, we get into reasoning with one another and you know we can have this left and right discussion but the most important part is figuring out how to get into the middle, you know, good and evil. Where is it that we stand? We want to be in the middle trying to look at both sides and go, yeah, okay, we can make an agreement and continue to push past there. It was looking at both my situation and the outer experience, outer situation, that I began to go, okay, here's what's real. Here's what I'm feeling. How can we make this right? And that's when new things started to develop. My life began to change. The way I saw things began to change. And life began to get, was beginning to get easier. I was less pitiful on myself. And that is the best step is just do something, anything. If you're in this box, figure out how to get out of it. Even if it's just like, you never make your bed, make your bed. Hmm. If you don't have a drink of water as soon as you wake up, have a drink of water. Just do anything. Get something different into your life. Yeah. Well, the thing is, your situation doesn't change if you don't. And in terms of this whole idea of expanding your reasoning, it also expands you because you wouldn't say you're the same person today that you were when you were in that box. Yeah. Because you've learned and done things that have expanded your reasoning to a point where your old reasoning doesn't make sense. What was that? There was this quote that I saw. It was, a man never stands in the same river for the, for it's not the same river and it's never the same man either. No. This is interesting because you can be the same physical being, but everything is always changing and on a, even a molecular scale. <laughs> and that was the whole point when I was like, it'll get to a point where you will look back at your old reasoning and it won't make sense. And so do you sit there and go, no, 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 that can't be right. Or do you sit there and go, you know what? Yes, it was right. And I was wrong. And I'm not right now. And I won't be right in the future. But I will be more right. And I will be better off for it. The more I expand my information, the more I do, the more I see, the better I understand both all of those things, but also myself. And being able to realize that that doesn't just happen in you. And it doesn't just happen in me. And it doesn't just happen in everybody listening. 
it happens in everybody on this planet. That's a whole bunch of shit going on at once. Yeah. And so when you hear someone making a decision and you go, well, that doesn't make any sense. So, well, it doesn't make any sense to me. And maybe that person's in a better or worse position than me. I don't know. I'm not them. But it's all up to the reasoning of that person. And that's why I'm like, it's in my best interest to want to know. I mean, even reading, it was that book I was telling you about, Unfuck Your Brain. (laughs) I didn't particularly have any interest towards it. It didn't, but because Audible was like, hey, here's a free book. I was like, well, yeah, sure. I've got some time. And so I read it and like, it gave me some interest. Like I wasn't expecting anything out of it. Once I started hearing, I'm like, look, this, I'm not the target demographic for this book. Like this is for people who are still very deep in that box, like very deep. And I'm like, look, I'm not out of the box, but I'm also not that far in it in terms of like where this book was going. But like there was little things, like for example, the whole idea that chemically an emotion only lasts for 90 seconds. And it's your brain that continues the thought process that then continues the emotion. It's not the emotion that continues the thought process. One comes before the other. And so an emotion only becomes a mood when you let it become a mood. And I wouldn't have known that if I hadn't read this book. And that's completely changed my perspective on emotion. Mm. Just just those two lines. Yeah. And I wouldn't have known that if I hadn't read the book. Mm. My My thinking would have been completely different. I'd have been like, yep, you know what? You get in a mood and then you start thinking kind of in that mood and then the mood kind of just hangs out. I don't know how long a mood lasts for. Now I know how long an emotion lasts for. And the fact that a mood isn't an emotion, a mood is a continuation of an emotion. Every time that it hits the 90 second mark of (laughs) your thinking process of a feeling, you're just going to be like, no. (laughs) No no shit. I did that the other day. I felt a certain way and it got to like 90. Like I was thinking about it. I was like, why do I still feel this way? It should have only lasted 90 seconds. Yeah. And the fact that it's continuing lasting than that, lo- sorry, the fact that it's continuing longer than that is not its fault. It's my fault and I need to change it. Yeah. The, the Buddhists have this thing where you get into this situation where you are overthinking things and those thoughts begin to produce emotions and moods and stuff. They always say, check your breath, check how you're breathing. Because if you start rapidly breathing, you're going to continue to like push forth mm. that thing that which you're thinking you're giving it its own substance within this yeah. unrealistic I mean, like, reality the, the rapid breathing is like a flight or fight response mm. it's like you have no reason to be doing that unless you're ready to go yeah and it's like but you've reasoned with that in your own head and maybe not even consciously your head's reasoned with it and now you're dealing with whatever this jumble fuck of information is yeah but you've reasoned yourself into that. You've reasoned that it's a good idea to think about this. You've reasoned that this is something worth investing time into. And maybe even when you're midway through it, you reason with yourself that it's not. Maybe you get to a point where you start to reason with yourself and go, you know what? No, the pros do not outweigh the cons and I'm not enjoying it. Mm. And therefore I've reasoned with myself that this is not okay. Yeah. I think also me personally, I do think that we tend to end up in a situation where we begin to think more of how we think we should see the world than actually just viewing the world. So one of, one of the things that helped me was just looking at truth, whether it made me scared or angry or happy, just view it, look at it as this is truth, 
And this is something you're going to have to accept. That way, when it comes to dealing with reality, it's just like you can deal with it straight away on the spot. In terms of like who you choose to to be or who it is that you choose to act in certain situations, I think it's just really important to, even if the situation is bad, try and focus on what it is you think to be the best thing for yourself and others in terms of looking forward into the future. How is this going to affect you? And if you're someone that overthinks your conceptions of how you wish to view the world, you're becoming less trusting towards yourself. Who you are is already here. You shouldn't be ashamed of who you are. Who you are is already right here, right now, and you shouldn't ever feel embarrassed. We feel embarrassed, no. but yeah. try and figure out how it is that you can help to improve who it is that... Because you can yeah. be someone in a certain situation and you can be acting just like a total idiot. Question, you can, And that's where you should start to reason with whether or not that is the right person that you wish to be. Yeah, you shouldn't sit there and say, woe is me. Yeah. <laughs> so, you already are who you are right now. If you think that you need to be someone else, question why it is that you think that you should be someone else. Because if you're only doing it to satisfy a certain crowd, probably reevaluate what you think to be right for yourself. There are plenty of crowds out there. Yeah, absolutely. And well, I said this in Man's Search for Meaning is if all you have to offer to people is how to make friends. Well, I'm, I want to make friends. <laughs> I want to make friends. You're not going to be interesting. When it comes to actually being in a situation where you could make friends, it's just like... I know how to make friends. Uh, <laughs> okay. You, the thing is, and in that situation, you're focusing on the byproduct of everything else. Making Absolutely. a friend with someone isn't doesn't happen because the only thing you want to do is make a friend. It happens because you guys have stuff in common. You find each other interesting. You do things that are similar. Like, there's all these things that are the primary products that then produce the secondary product of a friendship. Mm. And we talk about like, developing your reasoning and all of that and that it's all up to you but look we also need to admit the fact that there are outside forces that fuck with your reasoning like for example i i was listening to atomic habits the other day and they talk about the idea of supernormal stimuli fast food facebook instagram porn it all fucks with your reasoning like all these things are super addictive they're beyond what's normal and they fuck with your reasoning. And it gets to a point where all these things are so... They're the natural experience, but like cranked up to 27. Mm. If you experience enough of these things, would you not reason in your head that because these things are so much better than just plain old boring life, yeah. that I should continue to do these things? And it's not just us that does this either. Like we're talking all animals. Like... The amount of tests that have been done with supernormal stimuli in animals and the animals picking the supernormal stimuli over the regular stimuli is almost endless. The example it goes into in Atomic Habit is a certain type of bird, and I cannot remember the name of the species for the life of me, but the mother, <coughs> the mother has like a red, red dot. And when the birds are hungry, they like, it's like, a, it's like a natural unfeathered patch sort of thing. 
and the birds will nip at the spot when the, when they're hungry. So they end up bringing along this big red ball, and they're like, bring it over to the and the birds go berserk. They're like, holy shit, big red thing, holy. Fuck. <laughs> 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 and they just start pecking the solution. And then when the mother comes along, they're like, nah, it's not that impressive. <laughs> You're small. <laughs> but the point is, is like even birds, even birds get it. The, yeah. the beyond normal shit is so much better than the normal shit. <laughs> so much better. Yeah. But the thing is, you've got to overcome. You've got to overcome that short term. This is so much better and actually look long term. Because yeah. if all you did with your life was eat fast food, watch porn, and go on Facebook and Instagram, what do you expect to be good? You haven't. You're <laughs> not that, building anything. Does that sound like a life that you really yeah. want to live? I mean, you porn. So you're never going to touch a woman, <laughs> even if you were to. You're going to be so brainwashed by this shit that you're not going to be even be able to get it up. Mm. Facebook and Instagram. That's just fake realities all yeah. day, twenty four. So if you didn't already feel shit about yourself. Boy, do I have a f- fucking story. Like, you're going to be done for. Yeah. And fast food. That's just... <sighs> you got three three main things catered to you. Your sexual desires are met. Your social... Social, quote unquote, desires. Yeah, social desires are met. You get f- friends. Food and drink that doesn't involve you having to get off the couch. Now, you can just order it and it'll be at your door. Yeah. So... that? Oh, bro, that sounds like the ideal life. Now, according like chemically, yeah, that's that's amazing. It's all super stimulating. It's way better than regular life. Yeah. But if you're like someone that is able to live on the dole, uh, get cheaper housing so life is more affordable. Yep. And your your social needs are met, your s- sexual needs are met because you've got are that, two. Are they those. met or are they like in air brackets met? Mm. Who knows? <laughs> they're, they're met to the degree of what you can consider to be good. Mm. I mean, like... Can, can, within what you reason. When it comes to actually doing anything for yourself, you don't have any incentive. If you are someone that is needing, let's say, medication for a certain illness that can progress into the future to be terminal... terminal and let's say we do not have a whole lot of access to healthcare or other things and what it is that you need is quite expensive then if you if your desire is to live then you will try and map out how it is that you can get to where it is that you need to be so that way you can continue to live what it is that i think to be good in somewhat way and to others i constantly have this argument that just because it's bad it doesn't mean it doesn't have any good in return you're looking at it from a zero-sum fallacy it's the idea that because it takes something from me i don't gain anything yeah yeah and this thing that which is taking your security away from you in turn for your reason within yourself to go, do I want to live or do I want to die? If I live, this involves me going to do the things that involve working, catering to myself, doing what is morally right inside and outside my house. Mm. And there may or may not be a promise that what it is that I'm going for 
will work out for me, but at yeah. the same time, there is a lot I can learn from it. I think maybe an example that would maybe be a bit more relatable is maybe like someone who's been diagnosed as morbidly obese. Mm. They're going to die. Yeah. If they don't change their ways. That's just the fact. You are going to die. You can get all these surgeries and stuff and it might help. Might. But you know what would help? Calorie deficit, baby. Mm. Doing some exercise. Yeah, now they're changing because your your situation isn't going to change if you don't change. And considering that over half the population is overweight and considering that if you keep... so, And this is the one thing in Atomic Habits that I really liked. It was time is a compounder of interest. For good habits, it compounds good interest. For bad habits, it compounds negative interest. Mm. So if you're down a path where you you were a certain, say, reasonable weight, and then you're getting to a point where you're getting heavier and heavier and heavier and heavier, you don't need to think to yourself, you don't need to wait till you get 10 years down the line. You can just think to yourself, where does this compound to? Where do I end up? Where am I going? And where does that lead me to? If you're on doing, if you're going to the gym three times a week, and you think to yourself, oh, "I've put on a little bit of muscle," or maybe you think to yourself, oh, "I've put on fuck all muscle." Compound. Two years from now, you continue that process. Do you think you'll have put on muscle? Mm. Yes. Same with gaining weight. Oh, put on a little bit of weight, and I'm going to continue down this path. Compound ten years. Okay, no, we'll keep it consistent. Compound two years. It's far more in. It's far more easier to put on fat than it is muscle as well. So yeah. that's another problem within yeah. itself. And you continue down the same path. And if you compound, you you don't need to experience that. You can rationalize if you have that information in your head that time compounds habits. If you have that information, if you're able to bring that into your reasoning, you can think to yourself, "No, that doesn't end well." And if you can't rationalize in your own head wanting to be in that situation, then you need to be able to rationalize with yourself that you need to change. And the the thing is, though, you need to have the information to begin with in order to rationalize that. Because if you don't have that information, how are you supposed to rationalize an idea that you don't know exists? I'm finding that there is two problems. We'll use what you just said because it's good. So, getting fatter involves a lot of time and being fat involves making the decision whether we're going to continue that path. So, the problem is is that we don't see ourselves getting fatter within the moment but within compound time, within the time that compounds itself, yes, but from the beginning to where you are then you're not the same person thinking the same things back then you're someone that is thinking the things that you're thinking now from the perspective of what it is that you are now and let's just say you look at a photo of yourself and you go i don't like what it is that i am now so how do i get back to the spot that where i was prior to where it is that i am now physically so just one jump the thing is you rationalized with yourself that you don't like how you look. Yeah. Some people don't. Mm. Some people rationalize with themselves. Hey, this is this is okay. To be honest, I think the majority think that though. I mean- Well, this is the thing. You have the information to think that. What if you have information that points in the opposite direction? 
What if you've been told that getting bigger is better? What if you've been told all this information to say, hey, like you're on a good path. You should continue. Like this is, this is a good thing. This is positive. Then do you not think their rationality is rational? Some, somewhat right. But at the same time. And that's why I'm saying you've got to broaden your information in order to make you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. You've got to have information that doesn't just go with your flow. You've got to find stuff that goes, oh, maybe I am wrong. Maybe, you know what? Maybe I'm, oh, shit. And then some, you've got to be able to look at yourself and go, I, and in certain situations, because you may be right. You may be more right than wrong. But there are some situations where you're just wrong. Mm. And so being able to collect the information in order to be wrong is important. It hurts. I know it hurts. But it's also right. But if you, by you losing that mentality and gaining something greater, you haven't lost anything to mm, begin with. Absolutely. The point that I was uh, making is that you have... So, because there has, let's just say, we'll continue with what you're saying, is that there's been that two-year gap, is that the cost doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be paid immediately. It's paid in the future. I personally believe that because our standards of living have continuously increased, that we no longer have to pay costs for our actions on the spot anymore. So in terms of making rational decisions in situations where things are potentially more dangerous for ourselves, if something we do today comes back at us in a week's time, it's easier to think in a week's time than it is to think in two years time because two years we've got two years to figure out how we get out of this situation but in a week's time i do not know if i can create a whole situation of me getting out of this particular moment without paying the cost so soon so as soon as the cost is spread out in time you no longer rationalize what is most important for you right now and for your future self and that I conceive to be a problem because we can just continue to push back. It's just like smokers. People know smoking is bad, but just, they continue to do it. I'll just quit next week. Yeah, exactly. And when it also, my second point was also is that if we're someone that has, and a lot of people will look at someone that is a lot bigger and go, yes, there is medical advice that proves that what is happening is bad maybe I should start to lose weight. And don't get me wrong, losing weight can be hard. I have seen people that have struggled with losing weight because you're not just changing your weight, you're changing your lifestyle, you're changing your thinking habits. And one of the hardest things is the thinking habits. So the next step in order to feel comfort would be trying to make your environment accept that this is the right thing. And that's we're paying two costs here now because... There is no longer a cost straight up. It's in the future. Yeah. Long, long, long way ahead of us. So let's pay that then. I'll, I'll quote Atomic Habits here again. You don't rise to your goals. You fall to your systems. So in other words, everybody has the goal of, say, for example, every Olympic athlete has the goal of winning the Olympics. Well, no shit. You wouldn't go if you didn't want to. Yeah. So they all have the same goal. So then why doesn't everyone win? Because they don't rise to their goals. 
they fall to their systems. They fall to how hard they train, when they train, how they train. That's really good. Their mental habits. You do not rise to your goal. You fall to your systems. Mm. So my question into your reality exactly. And you know what? Maybe you rationalize with yourself that your systems are good enough when in fact they're not. But the thing is, the good thing with like examples like that is you can't hide it from yourself that it's not good enough. Because if you rationalize with yourself that, no, my level's good enough, and then you go to the event and lose. That just proves the point. That proves your point. See, that's good when you have like that. But the problem is with things like losing weight, all these things that have like are not a specific end barrier. It's not the same because you can rationalize with yourself. Actually, well, no, because you can rationalize with yourself that, you know what, my current standards are good enough to lose weight. But if you continue to put on weight, well, then that's that's clearly showing you it. But then mm. you could rationalize that. And the problem is, is you could have this endless, you're no longer looking at the, you're ignoring the information that proves your rationality wrong. You're rejecting it and instead continuing with the same rationality. Mm. And that can get dangerous for yourself and others around you. Yeah. And so it's that willingness to be able to be open to ideas that may or may not prove you wrong. And the thing is, I don't doubt that people that are in those situations that know that they should be getting out of it don't ever think or don't ever not feel that deep self creeping up behind them continuously. Look, somebody isn't going to put themselves in a situation where they're completely destroying themselves because they're completely okay with it. There will be a part of them that, says to them hey this is this isn't right blah 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 mm. and the thing is it's hard mm. it's hard but it's also death so when do you want it yeah now or then <laughs> how how hard are you willing to uh, avoid that yeah that old that old that spring old, chicken that old, that old chestnut <laughs> look we'll start we'll start tidying, uh, finishing up yeah. but I do think when it comes to people that are, the reason why we're talking about bad situations, because if you're doing good things, you're just going to continue to do good, good things. And also, I just want to point out, I don't have anything against, it's just an easy example. It's just a popular example. It's just easy to put out there and everyone has experience with it in some way, shape or form. Yeah. To you, if that's right, that is right. I'm fine with that. That is fine. Yeah. Um, just don't make me try and feel any different about what is considered to be true. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry if you don't like that, but that's it. But my personal, so before we finish up, I just want to say that the reason why we've mainly talked about bad situations is because people that are in bad situations are always going to try and figure out how they can get into good situations. You don't ever see people living in good situations <laughs> with good habits going, how do I get into a bad situation? How do I just fuck myself? They just keep doing what is what they consider to be the right thing and they go, yep, no worries. But the thing is, people in shitty situations are always trying to figure out how they can get into better situations. So, your environment is always, as long as you've got breath in your body, there's always going to be that environment. If your environment isn't changing, start changing how you react to that environment because even though you're living in the same environment, the reality begins to shift the way you perceive it as your environment. So if you're able to start changing small habits and doing things within the same environment, then your thoughts will begin to direct yourself in what can be conceived as perceived as the best thing for yourself. You start to rationalize differently. Exactly. You start to have a different reason for your Mm, rationale. Exactly. So if you can't change your environment, change who you are within that environment. What's your self change? You cannot you cannot physically or mentally 
tell yourself this is who you are without actually being that person. Start acting in accordance with who you wish to be and therefore you will begin to shift into that person that you want to be. And also during that process, it's the same thing. If you find information that you find can help you be that person better but maybe is is uncomfortable, don't block it off. Mm. Don't rationalize with yourself that this is what I am, this is who I am, therefore I'm going to block whatever this is off. Be open to it. And you know what? You may look at it and you may rationalize with yourself and think to yourself, okay, this has expanded my rationale, but I've also come to the conclusion that within the rationale that I've developed, I don't need that. And that's fine if you, because according to you and your rationale, that's correct. And you can't be anything but that. It's, you can only be correct according to your rationale. You can't be correct according to someone's rationale and somebody else's rationale in your own mind. Mm. That's not, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. So, as long as you're continuing to be open to these ideas and inputs that can open your rationale and go out and make an effort that if your rationale is a little bit inclined, go and broaden it. Even if like for myself, if I find something that I can look into that, like for example, the Unf Yourself book, I didn't, I did it because I was like, eh, you know what, it could be something useful and I got something useful out of it. My rationale is expanded for it and it's better off for it. It's the same thing with all these books that we talk about. It's the same thing. You're just expanding that rationale and it made, it's made me a better person. I know that much and I'm sure it's made you a better person. Mm. But it could have gone a very different direction. I could have rejected all of it. I could have said, this is all nonsense. And I've read things that I strongly disagree with, but I've still been able to take aspects of them, put them in my rationale and go, actually, we're not, maybe I am a bit more open to certain ideas. Mm. Maybe looking at this makes me rethink how I think about myself and what I'm doing. But if I just rejected that, well, then I'm, I'm screwing myself out of that opportunity. Yeah. I'm screwing myself out of that ability to think more broader. Mm-hmm. So, I think, I think... I think this has been a really good discussion. I mean, like we were... At the beginning of the conversation, we did, we did say that we're not going to be able to jump down yeah, no. every street. We've, I believe that we've targeted a good amount of things, common problems. I really hope that people that are listening to the episode have uh, got a gr- broader understanding of if they are in situations where they see family members that wish to be out of their situations, then they can try and get this out out to them or to themselves to be able to change their situations. If anyone has any more questions or wishes to understand or try and try and negotiate a different ideal with us, we're more than open to More than happy to broaden my perspective. More Absolutely. than happy to open my rationale. Absolutely. So thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Ciao.